0: Hello,
1: hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined every week, of course, by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens, who is our editor-in-chief and founder here at Rocket Sports Media. It's a beautiful autumn day here in Pennsylvania. There's no snow but it's feeling like hockey <laughs> it's Unlike Canada, which I feel Every other photo on Twitter is Look at all the snow we got And I'm like, you can keep it for now Hi Rick, how are you today?
2: <laughs> well, belated Happy Thanksgiving to uh, all our Canadian yes. uh, listeners and, and Columbus Day Down south, and, and indeed There has been uh, snow And a lot of it, I think, that closed down Manitoba On the weekend uh, At least good uh, parts of the Trans Canada Highway. Um Winnipeg thirty five centimeters. Uh the rest of Manitoba, some parts, Carberry got seventy five uh centimeters. Uh so um yeah, uh, winter's here. <laughs> I don't I don't know what you got down there, but winter is here. Uh it's a lovely
1: sixty six degrees Fahrenheit and sunny and just uh no humidity and great it's wonderful uh-huh. it's not you hockey can keep, it. you can keep the snow for right now you know i thought like i thought it was like again it, isn't it like anti-canadian to shut anything down when it snows like don't you just kind of power well, through? Well, normally
2: it? normally that's the case you just um you know put on the studded tires the chains and you power through but they have those things Uh, Especially in the rural areas called school buses and uh, where they don't like those to be on the road in. Well, Um, that's true. You know, when it's six feet drifts, so.
1: Okay. I guess with the six foot drifts, we'll let you slide. (laughs) It's going to be a good show today. Um, we are going to, of course, talk about how the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms have fared over their second weekend of the AHL season. Um, there are some wins and some losses to talk about, but we'll tell you who got the W's and who got the L's in just a moment. Uh, in addition, we're, we're going to talk, um, I feel like this is a recurring topic, but we're going to talk a bit about... Prospects, young prospects, rookies—how uh, you handle them both at the NHL level and the AHL level, um, and, and what that delicate dance is like—not um, only helping them to develop their game, but handle the emotional side of hockey as well. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Uh, both in terms of the Montreal organizations and the Philadelphia organizations, because we've got some great uh, audio coming up in in the first segment from uh, Coach Scott Gordon from the We Have LA Phantoms, as well as uh, some of the top prospects for the Flyers, like Joel Farabee, Phil Myers, um, and and guys like that. Uh, In the second segment, we're going to go around the AHL and talk about the player of the week We're also going to mention uh, The class of 2020 For the AHL Hall of Fame Which has been announced this week uh, We're going to talk a bit about uh, Just uh, an interesting uh, Bit of content about League demographics uh, Before we also talk about Standings and rankings Already yes Well, We're two weeks into the season And who's taking an early lead Who's Who's standing up to get noticed We're going to Talk a little bit about that before we go beyond the AHL in segment three and and do a little bit of NCAA talk. Uh, There's one particular Habs prospect who is uh, lighting up the NCAA stat sheets uh, in his first weekend. So we're going to talk a bit about that before we let you know what kind of coverage you can expect this week from the Rocket Sports team. It's going to be a good one. It's going
2: to be a good one. Excited to get going.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so, oh, and I guess, okay, first, before we do that, though, I have to say congratulations to my Uh co-host, because his football team and my football team played against each other on Sunday. And the last time that the Eagles set foot in Minnesota, in the Vikings stadium, well, they won the Super Bowl. So I'm going to keep that as my consolation prize for the trouncing that they got from the Vikings on Sunday when they look like absolute poo, Poo. (laughs) 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 to put it nicely. Congratulations to your Vikes. They played a good game. And who
2: knew Mr. Cousins could throw the ball downfield? Um, Apparently nobody. Three touchdown <laughs> passes to Stephon Diggs. And, and uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. Philly secondary wasn't looking that good.
1: Well, they're in – I think we've got, like, six – String guys from the third practice squad p- playing in the secondary right now.
2: So the only the only guy who looks good in uh, the Philly secondary is Sendejo, and uh, that's because he's a former Viking.
1: Do we really want to get into the former Vikings, former Eagles <laughs> playing who's who have graced the field, both coaching or playing or no, no, no. No Cunninghams, no Childresses, no, none of that.
2: No, I'm quite happy with with Sunday's. With your win. We'll just focus on that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, and last I checked, oh, I should look at the the most current current statistics here. Um, Give me just a moment because all Habs Fantasy Hockey, in case you don't know, the goal for this year is for Joseph Whalen's Farnham Flyers to go down in flames. Flames. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, Oh, it just so happens that Joseph Whalen and I play in the same division. uh, And I'm in first place in that division followed by the Farnham Flyers. So a successful first full week and a half of all habs fantasy hockey.
2: Nice. Ha.
1: All right. Well, let's get to it here. Uh, we're talking about the Laval rocket and the Lehigh Valley phantoms. So if you are a flyers and phantoms fan, don't go anywhere. Just grab a beverage. Cause we've got some great audio from coach and from some players that you don't want to miss. Uh, just going to take a peek in at the Laval Rocket first uh, and and see how their weekend went. Rick, as you know from last week, we talked about the fact that the the Laval Rocket opened their season at home uh, with with a two-game back-to-back against the Cleveland Monsters, which they lost both of. Uh, Jill Bouchard was very vocal about how unimpressed he was with his squad. They had all week to kind of work on it, and then they headed out on their first road trip of the season. And, uh, on that road trip, they played two teams that in franchise history, they had not played before. Um, these are two new teams on the Laval schedule this year, crossing over into the Western conference. Uh, and that would be the Milwaukee admirals. They played on Saturday night and then Monday afternoon played the Rockford ice hogs. Um, so, winless going into into the game on Saturday night in Milwaukee and came out of the building still winless, having dropped that one four to two, uh, including um let's see. Yeah, uh Milwaukee just kinda poured it on uh at the end of that game. They did drop that one four to two, even though I, it's like deja vu all over again. Laval outshot Milwaukee. However, couldn't come up with the win. Now, they did change. They did finally get their – that left them as the only team in the Eastern Conference without a win, with zero points. Um, To their advantage, going into Rockford uh, yesterday to play the Ice Hogs, the Ice Hogs were also one of only two teams left in the Western conference who had not won a game. So one of those two teams was walking out of there with their first win of the season. It did happen to be uh, Laval uh, to their credit. R- granted, they were playing a, a relatively weak looking team, even though Kirby doc is down on a conditioning stint, uh, that uh, recent first round uh, draftee uh, for Chicago. Um, so there were some elements there. I mean, you've got Christopher, Christopher Stieg is playing for, for the Rockford, Rockford ice hogs, if you can believe that. Um, but they didn't look great and Laval took full advantage of that. I, to their credit, they played probably the most complete 60 minutes I've seen them play, uh, yet this year and probably for a good portion of last year too. Um, they, 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 they showed up for all three periods, um, so Rick, it was a little bit of a highs and lows. An 0-3 start for the season wasn't exactly beautiful. Haven't done that. Uh, haven't done that before. But they did finally get a win.
2: Yep, yeah, the 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 worst start in in um, in Laval Rocket history, and um, and the win uh, against. Rockford uh moves them way up into, let's see, twenty ninth place in the AHL.
1: <laughs> oh, um, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the only teams below them are uh the San Diego Gulls and the team that they beat, uh the Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh Rockford Ice Hogs, dead last in, in the AHL. So Uh, No, they didn't. Rockford didn't look good. Um, And as you said, Lavelle took, took uh, advantage of that, but Lavelle has, uh, you know, no time to savor the win. they've got a lot of work to do uh, before they can start competing against some of the better teams. And, and listen, this is supposed to be, uh, we've been told uh, by many in fans, media elsewhere, that this is the best roster, best AHL roster ever assembled. So, Uh, they have a lot um, to do to uh, earn that mantle.
1: And they don't have a lot of time, even if they wanted to to sit and celebrate, they don't have a lot of time to do that. They played in Rockford yesterday afternoon, flew back to Quebec yesterday, uh, and they have three more games this week. They play uh, at home. Granted, they're all at home. However, they do play Wednesday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Um, So... And they're playing the Providence Bruins and the Hershey Bears. So not exactly um, as as simple as a game as they played against Rockford. Their Providence has looked very good. Uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms fans listening will know that uh, the Providence Bruins shut out the Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, for their home opener. Um so particularly depending on what goaltender they have in, in the net for Wednesday and Friday night, you can guarantee that Max Legacy is going to be one of the Bruins goaltenders either Wednesday or Friday, and he has been pretty exceptional. Um, so, so Laval does definitely have to uh, not take their foot off the gas and, and continues to do the things that they did right Yesterday, what were those things? First of all, they stayed out of the penalty box um, they They had three penalties in the whole game uh, they they didn't get bogged down with having to to constantly kill off penalties uh, and for once, they didn't spend most of their time shooting from the perimeter. They did shoot at everything. They, they outshot Rockford 43 to 22 yesterday. Um, but a lot of their shots were coming from in close, um, and, and driving the net and shooting and shooting from there. They were not shooting from, from the perimeter very much. So if they can keep that up, that's, that's a good start. Um, really nice, uh, start for Otto Leskinen, uh, as well as Nikita Yevflov's has looked pretty good. Um, Gustav Olsson, Rick. It's the first time we're actually getting to, to see what Gustav Olsson can do um, now that, you know, after almost a year, he's playing again. Um, and he actually, he, he looked pretty decent um, in, in yesterday's game. Again, perhaps it was simply their opponent and the, the momentum that they were carrying yesterday, but um, pretty good, pretty good outing for him yesterday as well.
2: And it's good to see uh Otto Leskinen get uh off to such a good start. He leads mm-hmm. uh, co-leads the team in, in points uh with four assists so far. Um and uh is one of the uh he's in the top five uh in terms of rookies in the, the AHL. So um it 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 he he looked good uh in the preseason. He he looked good in the rookie tournament. Um but there was that question mark how quickly he could adapt to the North American ice. And, and, uh, he's such a smart player that, uh, he mm-hmm. seems to be adapting quite quickly. And, and, um, um, so a great start for, um, Otto Leskinen, um, just looking here. Yeah. He's uh fourth in terms of, uh, rookie, uh, points. Uh, you also see Mikey Anderson, um, whom we covered, um, uh, in the Frozen Four last year, UMD uh, yeah. Brad, uh, who's now um, well, he was drafted by the Kings. Uh, he's number two on the uh, on the list in terms of points. He's off to a great start uh, for for rookies um, with respect to uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, German Rupsoff is also on the list uh, in terms of rookie leaders. So uh, there's there's three players to watch there um and uh one from the phantoms one from um uh the laval rocket and and then uh, a grad from uh, uh the ncaa
1: that's great and we're actually going to talk a bit uh more about grima rupsoff in just a few minutes we have some great audio from scott gordon on on how he has been impressed with rupsoff's play so far this season um one one player that Montreal fans are certainly keeping their eye on in Laval is Ryan Paling uh, and maybe it's come to some, some folks surprised that Paling seems to have been struggling a bit in the first few games of course that can also be attested to, to how poorly the team overall has been playing but Saturday night in Milwaukee saw him uh, on a line with uh, Phil Veroni and Riley Barber uh, I, I'm guessing uh, Coach Joel Bouchard was thinking, okay, put him with some some veteran presence, and and that didn't seem to do much of anything. Um, and so finally, yesterday, uh, while it wasn't necessarily listed as being on the first line, he was playing. He was centering the wingers who have been on the first line, and that's Charles Soudan and Alex Belzile, and that seemed to be uh, effective. Charles Soudan. Uh, scored his second goal of the season yesterday in that game and Ryan Paling ended up with two assists yesterday. Those are his first two points in the AHL. Um, so good to see Rick that that you know maybe that'll help um Ryan Paling's confidence a little bit if you know he's he's perhaps instead of putting him with guys like Dale Weiss <laughs> Uh, you know who are who are a bit of dead weight on the, on the wings uh you know no offense to dale weiss but dale weiss has been playing mostly on the fourth line for laval so uh that's not that's not the kind of guys on his wing that ryan paling needs he needs you know if if alex belzile and and belzile scored his third goal of the season yesterday if if belzile is going to be the guy that they're looking to to create all their offense then ryan paling should be the guy centering him um and it's good to see charles sudan stick waking up a bit too it'll probably help him uh deal with his transition right now as well so it looks like maybe maybe ryan palin can turn a corner here
2: yeah, i mean alex balziel is um you know for all the the press he got in the preseason uh, he was never going to stick with the montreal Canadiens. no um, he's he's uh fortunate to be where he is in the ahl and and uh Um, you know, spent so, so many years in the the ECHL. Uh, A good news story for Laval. He's a poster boy for their, uh, for their tickets. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so he's going to find uh, himself with, with power play time, with first line time, and, and that's fine. But you also have to um, do something for the the prospects. And I know that, 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 that the formula is, you know, you, you get guys down there, and and the coaching staff beat them up, and and uh, and then try to build them up again, and and it just doesn't seem to be working for the two guys that had a legitimate shot uh, at being in Montreal, and that being Jake Evans and Ryan Paling, both are off to very slow starts, and I think both yep. uh, are 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 having trouble on their own, trying to deal with, uh, not only being sent down, but being, you know, bumped around a bit in the lineup may not, maybe, maybe not getting the opportunities, um, uh, that, that, to uh, to, to showcase, uh, what they can do and to, to build up their confidence again. Um, so, uh, yeah, Ryan Paling. um, um, once once given uh that chance uh, showed that he can produce but it's been a it's been a bit of a struggle for both paling and and evans to start and and i just i i think it would help if they were given a bit more support a bit more confidence mm-hmm. and uh whether that comes from the coaching staff or the team leadership or whoever, whoever whoever that comes from
1: you could also you could in a way also point to josh brook in that same kind of area um Brooke is is doing okay. I like the fact that he was uh he's been paired uh with Carl alsner as we saw Carl alsner help kale flurry last year it's It's great to see alsner paired with Josh Brooke. but yesterday those two were the third pairing below
2: mm-hmm.
1: Maxime lamarche um and i don't it, it I, I'm already tired of people telling me on Twitter, yeah, but just because it's on the third pairing or just because it's on the third line doesn't mean that they're playing third line or third pairing minutes. Well, they are. Yeah. Um, so little things like that don't help a young prospect trying to get his skates under him. Um you know, and we could At, talk certainly about how how that's happening with Kale Flurry and now Nick Suzuki a, a little bit um, in Montreal as well. Kale Flurry has played what one game?
2: Kale sure, Flurry has played two games, but two um, games. Yeah, the you know, I I think there's lots of parallels between Lamarche and and Belleville. We heard all kinds of noise from uh, people in the Canadians organization that a priority for Lavelle was going to be selling tickets. And we wanted to see how that was going to play out with respect mm. to hockey decisions. And it seems like, um, you know, as, as Belzile is the poster boy on, on, uh, on, as a forward, uh, LaMarche, again, another ECHL player, uh, is on the back end and, and getting far more, uh, minutes than deserves and 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 Lamarche isn't going to isn't uh, going to be called up to canadians anytime soon uh the priority should be the emphasis should be the uh on on the prospects and and uh that you know those being brooke those being um uh whether it's whether it's paling or or, or uh jake evans or or whoever it might be and and those guys so far uh have not been getting the minutes that uh they should have to to work through their mistakes to to uh build their confidence uh and to make their way back to uh the canadians lineup
1: interestingly enough with with laval on the road this past weekend uh there was a player who had yet to well there's a few players who haven't yet played a game um one in particular finally got his shot at his debut yesterday when Alexander Alain uh, was a healthy scratch for the first time, which allowed Michael Pizzetta to draw into the lineup for his debut in the season. And Pizzetta is, I think Pizzetta knows that he's a third, third or fourth liner. I think he's okay with that because de- did came out and did exactly what Pizzetta does. He hit everything. He I mean, he was aggressive. He he was finishing all of his checks and then some, Um, you know, he he had he had three shots on goal. Um, So it was nice to see him finally get in, get in there. And and he can be a bit of a spark plug and and really he he's (laughs) he gets pretty fired up. Um, Now, will he remain in the lineup tomorrow night back in Laval? over alexander alan i'll be curious to see if he does he should but we'll see
2: yeah it's curious too that um you know you you look elsewhere in in uh the ahl and you see uh, we've talked about him before um and people i know there's some people out there because we hear it on twitter that are, are tired of hearing a chris terry but uh, Chris Terry, all he does is uh, score and and uh, help his team and help his power play. And there's Chris Terry uh, for the Grand Rapids uh, at right at the top of the AHL scoring list. And um, you know the the uh, with the likes of of Belzile, uh, the Laval could not score last year. Um, so uh, to to combat that and 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 uh, bring in some um, uh, uh, AHL player. well, at least players with an AHL track w- record of, of being able to score um, th- the roster now includes Matthew Paco, who, who um, wasn't doing anything at the NHL level, but ha- has a, a pretty good track record in, in the AHL of scoring, uh, especially with Syracuse, Riley Barber, uh, Phil Veroni. We know all those guys uh, can put the puck in the net. And those three, Pekka, Barber, Verone have, uh, zero points and are a minus 11, uh, uh, collectively. Uh, so something's something's a bit amiss, uh, there with, something's uh, with not the rocket.
1: right. Yeah.
2: Something's not right. Um,
1: and we've heard before, you know, that, that, Sometimes this organization has a habit of putting the focus on certain players for certain reasons that aren't necessarily hockey decisions. Um, and, and these three might not yet be jiving with the system, might not be jiving with, the, with, with how things are run in Laval. Um, so that's an issue to deal with, how you're handling your rookies and your young prospects is another issue to deal with. And Rick, it's, it's one that we come back to. uh, It's kind of like, it's kind of like our theme. It's like our thesis. (laughs) We keep coming back to this concept of, uh, you know, taking care of more holistic as in terms of not just the product on the ice, but the whole player when it comes to, to rookies and young prospects um, and helping them handle, things on and off the ice both at the nhl level and the ahl level um and it's it's not like this is unique to montreal every team has to go through this every team has an nhl uh, you know roster limit so every team every every nhl team has has young guys or, or or even older guys that they have to cut and send down and it's a process that everyone has to go through and philadelphia is looking at the same thing Everybody expected Joel Farabee to make the team. Um, He didn't make the team out of training camp. Instead, Connor Bunneman and Carson Torinsky did. Um, So Joel Farabee gets sent down. Phil Philippe Myers fully. I mean, he played a a decent amount in in the NHL last season. I think he expected to play in the NHL again this year. He got cut. Morgan Frost ended up with a couple of injuries through training camp and so kind of saw his opportunity slip away. So when we were uh, covering the, the Phantoms game at the PPL Center last Friday, I asked Scott Gordon, head coach, after after the game, you know, what is it that you and your staff have in place to help these young guys come down here and you know that they're disappointed you know that they're not feeling very good what what's the support system in place to help them cope and the answer he gave i'm going to let this play a little bit rick because we we really thought uh it was an insightful answer it's an interesting look into how uh, the phantoms and and the the Philadelphia organization handles this, and it's, it's one that we can also then compare to how things are happening in, in Montreal with and Laval as well. So let's just listen to Scott Gordon talking about uh, how, how this all rolls out. And in, in true Scott Gordon fashion, he, of course, starts things out a little lightly when asked about you know, how, they've, how they can help make it a little easier for the prospects when they come back down to the AHL.
3: Well, this year we, we changed the uh, the owners. We did the the uh, players' lounge, and uh, got a new couch. So we put a bit, the old couch in our office. So they're in a lot better shape now when they come and see us. Um, you know, uh, we have uh, and we've had some some good veterans here, but uh, this is a unique group. Uh, Nate Prosser, uh, Andy Andriov, and uh, Cal. Um, they're their demeanor and how they carry themselves amongst the group is um, just a great extension to the coaching staff so you know obviously Phil and, and Joel are two different circumstances Phil has a disappointment of playing there last year um, and not you know probably not having the camp that he needed to stay there but he's not that far away and and I think the biggest thing for him to understand is the best way to get back up there is just to come down here and play the way he was when he got called up last year and Joel's situation is, you know, for him to stay up there, you know, if you're not playing on the power play and if you're not killing penalties, and, and then your ice time is going to be limited, and, you know, I think because of the fact that he is young, he's 19 years old, for him to be able to come down here and build confidence and uh, know that if he makes a mistake, it's it's not going to be his last shift of the game, and, and not that that would have happened right at the start, but... Uh, you know we we see players how they handle their first opportunity in the NHL and some are better geared for it than than others and I and I think Joel I, to me he's very close to uh, Oscar and that uh, you know he'll 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 make the adjustments he's a smart player and uh, he won't beat himself but that being said you know there's, he's so much better off being able to play a regular shift and get used to playing against men and you know what he is now physically is going to change in the next two years, as he starts to develop uh, off the ice in the in the uh, weight room and all that. So, um, no, there there isn't a player that doesn't uh, benefit from from playing down here. And as much as he wants to be up there, uh, the process um, it, it doesn't have to happen yesterday. It's just worry about today, and you'll take care of tomorrow.
1: There isn't a player who doesn't benefit from playing down here and being able to play and know that if you make a mistake, it's not going to be your last shift of the game. And just all I hear is kale flurry in my head. Um, really, really interesting and insightful and and, and intelligent response there from Scott Gordon, Rick.
2: Yeah, I I liked it a lot. And um what what interests me is um making sure that he chose uh really good leaders, peop- players who are true leaders um uh, for his team. Um and in, in 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 the case of the Phantoms, all of these guys came from the outside. Uh mm-hmm. they were well established leaders elsewhere, whether it be um Cal O'Reilly or, or Andreov or, or Nate Prosser, uh, well-known uh, character guys, leadership guys. And even in their first year, uh, um, uh, Gordon thought it was important to make them the leaders of this roster and uh, that he left it up to those leaders. He selected really good people uh, and he left it up to those guys to help um, with the transition, whether it be, uh, new guys to the roster who were just arriving, who are graduating from, um, from uh, junior hockey, uh, uh, Matthew Strom, uh, or, or whether it, it was uh, somebody who's having to deal with the disappointment, uh, maybe having the expectation that they were going to be on the flyers, uh, but having to deal with that disappointment of coming back down. And, and uh, it was a fascinating answer and, and uh, letting the players uh, manage that and and I think it's a good approach and it it you know it it make there's a there's um, it's not just uh, picking guys who um, you know are are going to take the ceremonial face off it's not just guys <laughs> uh, that um, are given a consolation prize um, Dale Weiss and 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 Xavier Willett when when Uh, it doesn't work out for them at the uh, AHL at the NHL level. Um, So it, it's, it's a really it was a really interesting answer. And, and uh, even when talking to the players, you can see how uh, that approach is, is helping them um, become part of this team again, even if it's not, you know, what they had hoped for uh, when the season began.
1: And it's, it was, I mean, I can't I don't know about you, but for me, it was satisfying to hear that answer come from a coach um, because that's that's the methodology that we've been preaching for years now here at at the AHL re- report. And, and it's why people probably get tired of us beating it, beating them over the head with. You need, to put the, you need to put the young guys in a position to succeed. You need to put them in a position where they're going to gain confidence and not be torn down, um, that, that you can't rush the process. And so a lot of times it's more advantageous for the, them to be down in the AHL, putting up big minutes and playing against bigger, more experienced guys than they are sitting in the press box, afraid to make a mistake um so so i agree with you i i love the approach of scott gordon and the flyers organization for how they're handling it in lehigh valley and at the same time it's it's kind of reinforcing to to the outlook that we've had um and some of the criticisms that we've had in far, as far as the montreal organization and how they're handling things uh, i know your biggest you know your 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 biggest point is always how the Canadians transition guys from the AHL to the NHL. And and this is all part of that, setting them up for success.
2: That's right. Putting them in their, their, their best position. And, um, and, you know, not, not just understanding uh, what it's like to, um, to have disappointment and uh, finding ways of, of managing that. Um, it, it's, it's uh when you look at someone like farabee you can still you can see that uh the disappointments there phil myers Mm -hmm. um uh disappointment and more so (laughs) he's yeah um he's not happy at 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 his but but it's um you know uh phil myers on the ice was and i i said after the game um, it's interesting to see his leadership coming. He's still a young guy, uh, mm-hmm. but he was, um, he was directing traffic um, with uh, when he was on the ice of grass and some of the younger guys. And, and uh, you can see how he's, he's redirecting and, and, um, and, and knows that he has to um, excel at this level before. He, and, and I, I, I think he might know that he didn't have a, a, a great camp too and, and uh, that he has to get back on his skates and, 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 uh, and, and, and be the player that he can be because uh, his, his uh, goal is definitely to, to be um, uh, back on the flyers in, in short order.
1: And and as he should be, and I think I think that he's going to get there pretty quickly. Um, you know, the Phantoms have had a great start to the season. They are one one and one. Um, the night that we were there was Joel Farabee and Phil Myers and Alex Lyons, all of their uh, season debuts with the Phantoms because they had all been on the Europe trip with the Flyers. Um, Joel Farabee first game, first pro goal. Uh, and it was a nice one <laughs> it, it was it was a nice one uh as you say Phil Myers is already uh two assists on the season uh Farabee would go on and score his second goal uh the following night um which was a nice uh top shelf uh, one timer the feed from Kyle Krascolo um but you're right they're they are still they are still processing the pain of getting cut late and we talked to both of them after that game uh let's first hear from Joel Farabee this is I, I asked him you know how he how he copes with adversity like this and and he actually kind of uh mentioned one of his
3: teammates just spending a lot of time with teammates obviously you know Phil and I were over there and then we got cut so um you know we kind of bonded over there just you know staying close so I think Um, you know, when, when stuff comes up like that, you just got to talk it out, whether it's with teammates or family and stuff like that. So I think, you know, um, when I was upset, I'm just bouncing off, uh, you know, ideas off Phil and stuff like that. It it really helped me.
1: So good to hear, you know, it it was, I guess, a bit fortuitous that Philippe Myers and, and Joel Farabee were kind of in the same situation together in Europe and had each other to lean on. As you mentioned, Rick, um, Myers is still pretty bogged down in the emotion and it was very it was very evident in in this interview um and here's what he has to say about the process and where he feels he's at and and how he's feeling.
2: Yeah, it was uh heartbreaking definitely um you know, I thought you know this year was going to be the year and um you know, I just came short a little bit
3: and um you know, it's it's disappointing and everything but um trying to come here with the right attitude
2: and uh, just play my game. So, uh, um, you know, my focus is uh, with the Phantoms right now. Um, I'm just going to put all my energy into here and now and, you know, just try to get better and keep it simple out there.
1: You can, you can hear him saying the right things and, and knowing that he needs to be positive, but, man, was it – that was it was a tough interview to watch.
2: Yeah, he's uh... – and I think part of the the disappointment is disappointment in himself, knowing that he could have been better, um, mm-hmm. knowing that he's he's capable of of being better, and uh, and just for whatever reason things didn't go his way in uh, in the training camp to be able to show and and you know you know it's a new coaching staff, uh, so he had to prove himself all over again, and uh, it didn't right. quite go his way.
1: Absolutely. Now, one guy who has been, uh, you know, German Rupsoff looked fantastic for the Flyers in the preseason, but he was a cut, uh, did, did come down to the AHL, and he is actually currently leading the Phantoms in points with three assists in three games played, uh, even though they got shut out in that home opener. Uh, I know that I mentioned last week that he looked fantastic in that home opener, uh, really putting his skills on display um and rick you've you've mentioned uh how much you've liked german Rupsoff as well uh, and Scott Gordon was asked uh after the, after the game what how he feels german Rupsoff has looked so far and sounds like um coach Gordon is also pretty high on this guy
3: yeah he's uh he you know I thought he was one of our better players uh, the other night uh, he had six shots many of them were were pretty good chances uh smart player um, it' was good to see him win face offs tonight that's you know an area we'd like to see him get better in. You know, kill penalties and, and power play. So, he's a real versatile player and uh, plays the right way. You know, there's no cheating in his game, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of good things from him.
2: Some pretty long compliments from the coach. Uh, and and uh, he's dead on. And it, it's it's kind of what what I saw. I I liked um, if if you put uh off beside Farabee, and Farabee's is uh, obviously he's he's just uh really hungry to uh to get mm. to the NHL and he had that you know extended stay uh going over to Europe and um you can see Farabee's mindset is um I got to put up a lot of points uh to get back there and um whereas uh, Gordon says, uh, with respect to Rupsoff there's no cheat in his game. There's lots of cheat in Farabee's game. He <laughs> parks himself at the blue line and waits. And he Sorry, didn't <laughs> see, uh, you know, um, Alex Lyon. Uh, didn't spend a lot of time uh, no. within uh, a, a sight of Alex Lyon all of all Friday night. Um, and the other part, you, you know, uh, um, he said uh, that he's versatile and you and almost – can infer from that that um you know you can play him in different points in the lineup uh he'll Mm -hmm. be defensively responsible that is rupsoff uh he's smart uh he plays the right way he he's responsible uh, in all areas of the ice um and uh chuck Fletcher was there on friday night uh getting a look at at um at his his uh ahl team and and um um, we didn't talk to him and uh, he wasn't available for the media but my guess is uh, that he would have been uh, a little happier with uh, a Rupsoft game than, uh, than a Farabee game I can uh, I can see why you might
1: uh, think that um, as you say I agree you know Faraby is trying to be the the playmaker of the highlight real goal and and he got one he got a highlight real goal it was it was oh his goal was
2: gorgeous, yeah but it was absolutely stunning and it was it's you know the n h uh, l dot com um uh account on Twitter picked it up and and yeah. um it was it 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 was spectacular um, but it was the
1: rest of the play <laughs> right
2: right um, um it's 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 how you want to get there how you're what's you know whether you're going to play the 60 minute game or whether you're going to be on the, the highlight reel um and there's two different approaches going on uh, right now <laughs> in the phantoms lineup
1: that's true now you mentioned alex Lyon and that uh joel farabee probably didn't see much of his goaltender that night because he wasn't uh, too deep in his own zone very often but i do want to before we had to break uh I do want to just mention Alex Lyon quickly. You know, we talk a lot about goaltenders on this program, um, whether it's, you know, the, the, the Kincaid, Lindgren, McNiven, Primo logjam, and whatnot um, in Montreal, but for Philadelphia, goaltending is always an issue. Uh, Carter Hart now solidly uh, playing for the Philadelphia Flyers seems to be well on the, on the way to being the goaltender that they've been looking for. But, Rick, we've, you know, we've covered Alex Lyon now for a little while. Um, and, and that crease is his uh, in, in Lehigh Valley. J.F. Barubi is, is, for all intents and purposes, the backup. Um, and we've been impressed with, with how Alex Lyon thinks the game. We've been impressed with how he um, handles media interviews. Uh, he's very well-spoken. Uh, he went to Yale, so he's we, we know we know he's got some smarts as well. Um, I should mention that the night that we were there, Friday night, um, he was um, announced as now the leader for goaltenders in the Lehigh Valley Phantoms history for the most games played for a goaltender. Um, and when asked about that after the game, he said that he feels really lucky and that was his word, quote-unquote, that he feels lucky to have landed uh, here in the Lehigh Valley um, and was was really, I think, kind of humbled to, to find out that he's now the goaltender who's played the most games for the Phantoms. Um, but the one thing that uh, I asked him in that interview was, you know, he, Alex Lyon went to Europe, yes, But he had already been sent down to the Phantoms. He had already been cut from training camp. The only reason he went to Europe was because they needed to take a third goaltender as an emergency backup in case something happened to Carter or to Brian Elliott. So he's over there knowing that he's not technically part of the Flyers, that he's, he's playing in the AHL. But while he's over there, he's missing his AHL home opener because of the overlap and then has to come home and okay now i'm not playing with the flyers anymore now i'm taking my so so i asked you know what what was that like was that distracting was it hard to stay focused on the task at hand and and as usual rick uh, alex Lyon gave us a a pretty good response
3: it it was it was difficult um i didn't get many reps in practice when i was there and uh i mean Carter and Brian needed their reps and that's just how it goes in the goalie world so I totally get it and um, it was just a it was just a good challenge and I just thought I you know I was going to challenge myself and made sure I put work in every day as much as I could um, so when I came back uh, I'd be sharp. It felt good to come back. felt very good to come back. feels good to play a game and kind of get that callus back on my body.
2: I know you like this response. (laughs) I really did. I loved it. Um, And uh, if you're looking for a a, a comparable, in my mind, uh, it's Charlie Lindgren. Uh, They're very Mm -hmm. similar. They're both very smart. Um, They're both very calm. They're both very well-spoken. They're both well-grounded. And they manage their emotions and they, they approach challenges in a similar way. And I was I really liked the way uh Alex Lyon said um yeah, you know, he could have griped and complained that that uh uh he was the third goalie and and, and Carter Hart and, and and uh Brian Elliott got all the time and you know what could I do? Well he took it as as a challenge uh that I have to get ready because I know I'm gonna be playing a lot when i get back to lehigh valley so um i'm not going to get a lot of reps in practice but i've got to find a way to be ready and that was his his personal challenge and i really like that approach um and and his whole mindset around that uh he's he's smart he's a calm guy he's he um knows what's expected of him and uh um looked good in in um in his first outing of of the year he
1: did he did and so uh we're wishing him many uh many more games now that he is is the uh team leader for goaltending starts um and uh sure it's going to be a good season ahead for him What we're going to do right now is take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go around the AHL. We've got some things to talk about. The player of the week, a new Hall of Fame class has been announced. We're going to get into that and much more. So don't go anywhere when we come back. We've got more for you right here on From the Press Box.
0: For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, Entertained and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at RocketsportsMedia.com.
1: Welcome back to From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Uh, flyers and and phantoms fans you'll also want to follow along at the flyers report Uh, that way you'll find all of your curated information in one section as well you'll get some good stuff from the ahl report too so you might want to just follow both Um, but be sure to hit us up on twitter anytime during the week if you've got questions or want to chat about anything about hockey Uh, we're always there to talk about that kind of stuff and rick with uh, the AHL continuing into their, well, we're kind of getting into the the third week of the season already, but it's the second CCM AHL player of the week. Uh, And this week it's Travis Boyd with the Hershey Bears. So uh, for Lehigh Valley Phantoms fans, uh, it's going to be a name that's, that will be familiar to you this week. Um, He made his season debut on Saturday night um, and went back to back three-point games over the weekend, scored four goals, and got two assists uh, over the weekend. And so, wow, that has put him tied for the AHL lead in both goals and points in uh, this very young season. So congratulations to Travis Boyd.
2: Congratulations.
1: And, um, you know, it's it's interesting, Rick, you know, I I know – Travis Boyd in fact I think I think that he was put on waivers and didn't and didn't get claimed I think um and it's it's interesting you know this is his fifth year pro um he was a sixth round pick for Washington back in 2011 and so you know it's there's all of these kinds of demographics, and I know you talked a little bit about this with Joseph Whalen on the Canadians connection um on Saturday. You really got into uh some statistics uh regarding you know where guys come from to make up these uh, particularly n h l teams and and their age and and size and when you kind of put everything under the microscope together all at once, you get some interesting analysis if you know how to read the numbers right.
2: Well, um, on the Canadians Connection, we we focused on an article that uh, was put out um, by The Athletic that, that was all about demographics uh, in the NHL and, and average age and nationality and, and uh, heights and weights and all kinds of things. Uh, to a lesser extent the the folks at elite prospects have uh, done some number crunching and and uh, with respect to the AHL and um, the first thing they tell us that there are 817 players uh, in the um, AHL and of course we know that rosters are a bit bigger uh, in the AHL than uh, without roster limits uh, than they are in the NHL Uh, and that um, Of those 817 players, 47.4% are Canadian, uh, making Don Cherry happy. Uh, That's a full 5% um, higher than uh, the NHL, where 42% uh, are Canadian. Uh, But that 15 countries are represented, uh, players from 15 different countries are represented in the AHL. Um, if you're looking at uh, youngest, oldest, I know that was certainly a, a concern mm-hmm. of uh, Joel Bouchard last year of who was who is the youngest. Um, the youngest uh, roster uh, at this point at 20 at, at an average of 22 and a half years of, of age, San Jose Barracuda, um, and the oldest right now, the oldest uh, or let's say the most experienced, the oldest roster. Uh, is in Rochester, the Rochester Americans. Uh and Amerks defenseman Nathan Page, uh at 36 years old is the uh, oldest player. Um the w- one more piece of information and it relates to draft picks and I found this particularly interesting. Um the uh NHL draft class of 2017 Uh, So we would assume that there was uh, 31 players taken. Of those 31 players, 17 are playing in the AHL. Um, Wow. 17 first-round draft picks are on AHL rosters, which I found remarkable. Um, The highest pick being uh, Owen Tippett uh, from the uh, 10th overall taken by Florida playing for Springfield. Oh, yeah. And not only are 17 of the 31 uh, uh, players of the 2017 class playing, of the 2018 class, 11 first-rounders are currently wow. on AHL rosters. So uh, that's a lot of talent from those two years. Um, 28 first-round uh, p- uh, picks uh, from the 17, uh, uh, 19, uh, 2017 and 2018 uh, NHL draft. Uh, thought it was quite interesting of, uh, to to point out the talent uh, that is sprinkled throughout uh, the AHL.
1: Well, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, we hear all the time, oh, such and such a team is so deep. There's a lot of teams that are really deep and have a lot of talent. And if you've got that many first rounders, um, as you say, sprinkled throughout the AHL, um, no game is a gimme. In the AHL, uh, don't if, if you're a primarily an NHL hockey fan, don't turn your nose up at the AHL. It is a very competitive league. There are very talented players, and quite frankly, um, a lot of your NHL lineup will come through the AHL. Um, and wow, those are some pretty impressive numbers. 28 first-rounders over the course of two draft
2: years—that's um, a lot. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of depth, a lot of depth on these rosters. Um, you look at even Lehigh Valley, who um, uh, Matthew Strom last year uh, was almost an 80 point guy, 79 points, uh, and he he captained the Ham- Hamilton Bulldogs in the OHL. Um, he's there's a, a lot of talent there, uh, and mm. as we've seen, he's been uh, on the fourth line. Uh, or sometimes a healthy scratch for the Phantoms. So, um, well, it's fun.
1: It's funny you mention that because Curtis Gabriel was asked that when we were there on Friday night, and it, it's he he practically said the same thing. Someone asked him how deep is this team, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Here's what he said:
3: It's, it's really deep. Um, we have a lot of guys sitting out of the lineup that you know Stromer was playing first line for a week here, so he's out, and uh, Jerry Fitzgerald, uh, all these guys, K- K- Kasha, he's unbelievable player. So going to be a competition every day and that's I think what they wanted and um, that's going to you know breed the best success for the team and for everyone individually
1: and that's an interesting part of it Rick is it it's not only provides competition for your opponents but when you've got a team that that's that's that deep as as he says there echoes your thoughts on on Strom who's playing on the fourth line there's a lot of internal competition going on there which is just going to up everybody's game
2: a- absolutely. So um, I th- I think it's just it it adds those words kind of add caution to uh, before fans get carried away before media gets carried away. I I know that they don't necessarily pay attention to the AHL like uh, like we do, but uh, before you you start uh, handing out Calder Cups at the beginning of the year, there's lots of good players. There's lots of mm-hmm. talented lineups. There's lots of lineups with depth. Um, so, uh, it, 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 it takes that kind of depth, that internal competition, and it also takes, uh, a, a team chemistry and working together and, and, uh, puck support and all those kinds of things on the ice, uh, to put together a winning lineup. And, um, so, uh, you know, we, we can't just, uh, uh award cups based on, on, uh, w- the way a lineup might look on paper without comparing it to what else is going on in the league.
1: That is very true. Um, Speaking of what else is going on in the league, the AHL did announce this week their class of 2020 for the American Hockey League Hall of Fame. And I'll just quickly mention that there are four uh, gentlemen who will be inducted into the AHL Hall of Fame uh, next year. And that is uh, Robbie Vitoric, Denny Hamel, Darren Hayter, and Fred Thurrier. So uh, four names that are, well, let's see here. Um, Sorry, give me one moment here. Um, You know, kind of stretched out across, uh, you know, across generations there. Um, Philadelphia fans, of course, will will know uh, Denny Hamel. Um, played, uh, Played a lot with the Adirondack Phantoms. Um, led that team in goals both in 2010-11 and the 2011-12 seasons, um, and he ranks 11th overall in AHL history with 338 goals and topped the 20-goal mark in each of his last 10 seasons in the AHL. So um, some some local interest there, um, and we'll, we'll get into – He's a
2: really interesting guy, particularly for Flyers fans um, and and probably Ottawa Senators fans as well, because Mm -hmm. 850 850 games in the NHL, (laughs) um, (laughs) 651 points, um, Mm -hmm. so that's uh, better than three-quarters of a point per game, and add to that 866 penalty minutes. Uh, so a bit of a tough customer well, you know. uh, as, as well as being able to put the puck in the net. Yeah. Uh, sounds like you a know. Flyers fan. Uh, Flyers, I Flyers. was
1: going to say, he sounds like a Flyer. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll of course, over the course of the season, take a, a closer look at those four inductees um, as as we kind of get closer to uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony, but just wanted to make that brief announcement. Uh, and before we head to our last break of the show, I uh, just want to take a quick peek in at the standings. Yes, it's it's early enough. We can. Uh, for the Atlantic Division, which is where the Lehigh Valley Phantoms fall, uh, they are currently in sixth with three points. Uh, the Hartford Wolfpack undefeated in the Atlantic Division. They've gone 3-0. They have um, – and sorry, I should not – I correct myself. Three wins. They did have a shootout loss. Uh, So they have seven points in their four games played. Uh, For the North Division, surprise, surprise, the Toronto Marlies and the Rochester Americans are tied for first place, both with six points. Uh, Laval is uh, tied for last place. They're in last place at the moment. They're tied with Belleville for the last place in the North Division. Dun, dun, dun. hopefully they can improve on that a bit
2: interesting uh, uh, from, from, from my perspective the Marlies yeah you, uh, you said they're 3-0 and um, mm-hmm. they've given up three goals total um, That's it. in those games uh, by far and mm-hmm. away um, ter- in terms of goals against the best in the AHL so far and, uh, and it's a little wonder they're, they're sitting at the, the top of the, the AHL standings with the Stockton Heat for sure
1: um in the central division, the San Antonio Rampage and Iowa Wild are tied for first with seven points apiece. Um and in the uh the Rockford IceHogs, uh who Laval defeated yesterday are, are the team who still does not have a win uh for them. And then in the Pacific division, you just mentioned the Stockton Heat. They are leading the Pacific Division with six points. And the San Diego Gulls, uh who who were very good last year. They were contenders last year. Uh, no wins for them yet. So we'll see if they can get that turned around as well.
2: The other thing that just jumps out of the standings uh, is, uh, for me, is the Ontario Reign. And, and they're uh, 14th overall in the AHL, um, but with a whopping 108 minutes already in penalties in four games. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. You you look through. Other teams have twenty minutes in penalties and you know, thirty uh, minutes in penalties. Ontario uh, Reign, a hundred and eight minutes in penalties, already. Um, I would. So. I would
1: bet they're tired of losing.
2: <laughs> I
1: would bet that's trickling over from last season for the LA organization
2: altogether. <laughs> well, they're uh, even with all those minutes and penalties. They have five points, and and as I said, middle of the pack in the uh, in the ahl
1: well we will continue to uh keep an eye on the standings it's early folks but you know the points you give up now are points that could come back to bite you come the end of march beginning of april so we'll be sure to keep you posted on how things are going around the week We are going to take one last quick break. When we come back, we're going to go beyond the AHL and take a peek in at NCAA action before we let you know where to find us this week. So don't go anywhere right here on From the Press Box.
0: Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news.
1: Welcome back to From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by Rick Stevens. And, of course, don't forget to find us on Twitter at the AHL Report, where we bring you all the information you want on the Laval Rocket, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, league news around the AHL, but we go beyond that, too. Of course, we do some NCAA coverage, particularly for prospects of the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers. and Rick, there was a guy, gosh, I can't remember his name. I think he got drafted this year. He's, I don't know, he's making a little bit of noise in the NCAA. Is that ringing any bells to you?
2: Well, Cole Caulfield um, uh, began his, his uh, collegiate career um, with uh, two games this weekend. Uh, And uh, I'd have to say that he didn't disappoint on, on uh, Friday. Uh, Two goals um, in a losing effort, uh, two power play goals, almost carbon copies, one-timers, carbon copies of each other. Um, uh, Two goals against Boston College uh, Friday night. As I said, they lost that game. Then they went into Merrimack uh, on Saturday and uh, Cole Caulfield, also got uh, uh, two goals, picked up an assist as well. So four goals, five points. Um, that game in, in Merrimack was a uh, um, it, w- it was a blowout. It was uh, eleven of five uh, was the final score. Um, and I've I've always been curious, uh, and and maybe you have too, uh, if if you're ever wondering why uh, a team dresses three goalies in the NCAA. You had your answer on, on <laughs> Saturday uh, for Merrimack because all three goaltenders played, um, and uh, uh, you know the first uh, the first fellow gave up six, the second five, and then and then the third goalie came in. Um, but even with that uh, four goal five point uh, um, output by Cole Caulfield, uh he was just the second star um in the big ten uh what? for the week yeah, yeah first star was tommy Napier uh from ohio state goaltender Um, oh. um made a career high forty four saves uh um, wow and uh yeah um and uh he, he ended up uh, <laughs> he ended up the week <laughs> with uh um a uh, 1.45 goals against and 958 save percentage third star uh defenseman Cole Holtz from Penn State um nice and it was the first hat trick by a defenseman in Penn State's program history wow um, yeah That's not uh, and and the first Big 10 defenseman to score a hat trick in in uh, more than 3 years so Uh, Those are the, the big Ten uh, three stars of the week with uh, uh, Cole Caulfield um, uh, earning um, the second star honors uh, in a pretty good debut um, for Wisconsin. Fabulous. Well, we will of course be keeping a close eye on uh,
1: the prospects in their NCAA seasons. Uh, We'll have some NCAA coverage coming up for you soon as well. Um, Keep that kind of in your back pocket Um, But of course this week Rick uh, We've got plenty of hockey coverage to bring our uh, listeners and followers uh, Kicking things off of course tomorrow night Laval returns home uh, to host their first of a a back-to-back against the Providence Bruins Uh, They will be at home again on Friday night against the Providence Bruins. And of course, then they welcome the Hershey bears on Saturday night, a rare Saturday night game for Laval. They usually play in the afternoon. Um, And our own Chris G will be on the premises. He will be in the press box. He'll be reporting from the press box at Place bell in Laval for all three of those games. So be sure you're following him uh, as well on, on the AHL report feed. Um, And as far as the Phantoms go, uh, we will have a little bit of coverage for their game on Friday night. They're home again. They don't go on their first road trip until next week. Um, They'll be hosting the Binghamton Devils on Friday night, who we just talked about last week. Joe Morrow has joined the Binghamton Devils. So uh, the Phantoms will be hosting them on Saturday night. And then they'll be hosting those Springfield Thunderbirds on uh, Saturday night. So we'll have some coverage of that for you as well course uh so be sure you're following along at the ahl report and at the flyers report for all of that kind of coverage uh you can find rick on twitter at all habs you can find me at flyers rule but rick uh you know beyond that there's so many ways for people to to find our content and keep track of what's going on and even listen to all of the other podcasts that we have here on rocket sports radio
2: there four different podcasts under the Rocket Sports radio umbrella, uh, this being from the press box, our focus on prospects uh, on the AHL and and uh, and junior hockey. Uh, but there's also, if you're a Canadians fan, there is the Canadians Connection. It's the live podcast that happens Saturday at 1. Um, myself and Joseph Whalen uh, manage that one. Uh, there's also uh, Have a Listen with Lewis and Gibby. Uh, the 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 newly married uh, congratulations to Lewis got yeah, uh, married congrats. last weekend. Uh, Habs unfiltered Matt, Blaine, and Treg, um, and uh, so you can listen to all of those uh, Rocket Sports Radio podcasts, uh, RocketSportsRadio dot com, uh, or you can go to uh, our websites allhabs dot net or uh, AHLReport com.
1: And of course, don't forget to head over to our YouTube channels. That's plural. Uh, All Habs Hockey Magazine, you want to head over there for all of our videos of of post-game interviews and exclusive videos with uh, folks from the Montreal Canadiens organization. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. Hit the notification bell so that you're always made aware of when a new video has been posted. And for you Flyers and Phantoms fans, we've got the same thing for you. Just search on YouTube for the Flyers Report. Uh, subscribe to that channel as well. You've got videos there from uh, those post game interviews with coaches and players and things like that, that you'll not want to miss hit that notification bell on that channel as well. So that you never miss any of our videos because you won't get stuff like that everywhere else. And uh, it's a great way to, to hear some, sometimes some exclusive videos that uh, and interviews that that you won't hear uh, in the rest of the media. And with that, Rick, I mean, that was a, jam-packed show i feel like we could go on but you know i mean we'll be back it's, it's thanksgiving leftover day isn't it so
2: but there is more but we'll be back next week so um, we, i'm sure we will. it'll be a jam-packed show again
1: I'm sure that it will. So uh, enjoy the week of hockey. Make sure you're locked on to us at Twitter to follow along with all the action. And we'll see you back here next Tuesday for another great episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. (laughs)